0: Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. It was the worst day ever for Janelle Guzman. Janelle was in her office at the World Trade Center in New York City on the morning of September 11th, 2001. Suddenly, a hijacked airplane slammed into the building. The explosion sent a ball of fire and smoke out into the air. Inside the building, walls collapsed, windows shattered, and the building shook. Janelle and her co-workers were in chaos and confusion. They knew they had to get out of the building, but the explosion had damaged the elevators. So Janelle and 15 of her co-workers started walking down the stairs. But Janelle and her colleagues were on the 64th floor, and it took them a long time to descend. And before they could reach the bottom, suddenly everything around them collapsed. Steel beams weakened to their breaking point. Solid concrete turned to dust. As the building collapsed all around her, Janelle Guzman was thrown into the darkness with steel, glass, and concrete flying all around Janelle. She was falling, 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 falling down. Miraculously, Janelle landed safely in a space where she was not crushed and where she could breathe. Her right leg was pinned under heavy concrete pillars. Her head was caught between stacks of wreckage. But miraculously, Janelle Guzman was still alive. But trapped far beneath the rubble, she was lost from sight. Would anyone find her in time? For one full day, Janelle lay trapped and seriously injured. Lying there in the rubble, Janelle started to pray. Janelle had been raised as a Roman Catholic, but for the past three years, she'd put religion on the shelf. I was into the glitz and glamour, Janelle says, but trapped in the darkness, her thoughts turned to God. Suddenly, all the pleasures of this world seemed so meaningless. Other people's opinions didn't matter now. Buried in the darkness with life ebbing away, her only focus was on Jesus. I was praying to God, God, please save me. Give me a second chance. I promise I will change my life and do your will. Janelle remembers saying that prayer over and over. She had no idea how many times she repeated it or how many hours passed. And then, shortly after noon on Wednesday, September 12th, she heard voices. She started screaming as loud as she could, hey, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm right here. A rescue worker responded, and searchers began digging through the rubble above her head. Janelle wedged her hand through a crack in the wall, and she felt someone grab her hand. She heard a voice saying, I've got you, and Janelle Guzman said, oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Janelle Guzman had been rescued. In fact, she was the last survivor pulled from the wreckage of the World Trade Center in New York City. But when Janelle was rescued, she was not only delivered from the rubble of steel and concrete. Most importantly, she was delivered from a life wasted on momentary pleasures and misguided priorities. For in the darkness of her desperation, Janelle surrendered to Jesus. And the worst day of her life became the best day of her life when she met the Lord. Today, Janelle is devoted to Jesus. Instead of chasing the temporary riches of this life, she volunteers in her church, helping others overcome their problems. She tells them about her time trapped in the rubble of the Twin Towers. She tells others about her prayers to God and how he rescued her from certain death. She tells how the worst day of her life became the best day of her life. And she tells them that the same thing can happen to that. And if Janelle Guzman were here with us today, she would tell you the same thing too. Because Jesus died and rose again, you can be free from the rubble of your life. No matter how lost you may be, Jesus can save you. No matter how deep you are buried, there is a Savior who can pull you out. No matter how dark the night, there is a light so bright, so great, it can deliver your soul from sin and keep you walking in the light of God. Jesus died and rose again so that you could have a new life, a second chance, a new beginning every day. And when you devote yourself to him, your worst day will become your best day. No matter where you're trapped or what has held you back, this day can be a better day when you experience the presence of Jesus. So let's get started. And find out how Jesus can change your life too. For this is the day. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you so much right now for the power of your love and the power of your Holy Spirit that can lift us and deliver us and give every one of us a second chance. I pray today you will teach us by the power of your truth and your spirit. Help us to know how we can live a better life day. We submit to you now, we bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to bring light and life and love and grace to every heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I invite you to take a moment and join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello everyone, and welcome once again to Truth for Today. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. For the Lord has been so good to us, we can't help but praise him. Our lives are being transformed by God's truth and God's spirit. We are being built up in Christ, and we are becoming the people he has called us to be. And our current sermon series called, This is the Day, is taking us higher. For the last few weeks, we've been learning the power of this day and the steps we can all take to win this day. For this is the day of destiny. As we strategically participate with God and seek his power, we will achieve his purposes. And this is the day of decision as we bury dead past and build better todays. We are bequeathing a brighter tomorrow to our children and to our world. And this is the day of devotion. For every day can be a better day when you devote yourself to God. That's the powerful truth in our scripture text for today. You'll find our text at the top of your sermon notes, and you can download the sermon notes for free at my website and on my social media sites. So go ahead, take out your notes, and let's begin by reading our text for today. It's taken from Psalms 84, verses 10 to 12. Now receive the word of the Lord. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Well, many years ago, my wife and I were flying from Nigeria, where we lived, to the USA via London. Our plane from Lagos to London was crowded, and the seats were very small. The food wasn't too good, and the people were not too friendly. We landed in London tired and uncomfortable, yet we still had another long flight to get to the USA. As we waited in the airport on the hard seats at Heathrow, suddenly I heard my name called. I was being summoned to the ticket counter for an important message. So I went to the agent and presented my documents. And to my surprise, the young lady said, Congratulations! Today is your lucky day. We are putting you in first class. Now, in those days, I didn't know what first class was. I had never flown first class in my life. We didn't have a lot of money in those days, so we always flew at the back of the plane where you could get the cheapest ticket. So at first, I didn't really comprehend what the lady was saying. I started asking questions. Why are you putting me in first class? Will it cost me more money? That's the important one. What is it like? But the lady just smiled and said, well, first class is on the same plane arriving at the same time, at the same destination, for the same price you already paid, but it's better. She handed me two first class boarding passes and we went back to our seats. We didn't really know what to expect. We were a little apprehensive, but when we got on the airplane, suddenly everything changed. We started to turn right onto the airplane, but the lady said, oh, please, for first class, turn left. And when we turned left, Wow. First class was so much better. Better seat, better food, better service. It was just better. Somebody say better. Now, anytime someone tells me, I'll fly you first class, I won't hesitate to take it. I have experienced something better. How many of you want something better? How many of you would like to have a better year this year than last year? How many of you would like a better life than what you have right now? What you have may be good or not so good, but it can always be better. Better is always the right choice. You may have never known better, but trust me, it's better. You may be apprehensive about it. You may doubt it, but trust me, better is simply better better. If your life is bad right now, then better is good. If your life is good right now, then better is, well, better. But the problem is, many of us don't know any better. There's a better life available to us, but since we're not aware of it, we don't choose it. Like me on that airplane years ago, I'd never flown first class, so I didn't know how much better it would be. And many people today are like that. They're seeking the good life, but God has a better life for us. So how do we find the better life? How can we make this day a better day? Well, our scripture text for today tells us. So let's take some time to break down our text and discover how to build a better day. And here's your first truth. To have a better day, you have to pursue the right priorities. Listen to how our text begins in Psalms 84:10. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. So David begins with a comparison between one day with God and a thousand days pursuing anything else. Now let's understand something right now. When the psalmist says he longs for the courts of the Lord, he's not talking about a court of law. He doesn't desire to go before God as a judge to seek settlement on a case. David here is referring to the temple of God. The courts of the Lord were those places in the temple where you would come to worship. In the Old Testament, the temple and the courts of the temple represented the very physical presence of God. So the courts of the Lord represent his presence presence. And this is what David is telling us. Look, I've been around. I've seen a lot of things in this world, but there is nothing that compares to my God. He is good. He is lovely. He is perfect. In fact, he is so much better than anything else in life, that I would rather be in his presence than anywhere else. I would rather be with him than with anyone else. I would rather serve God as a night guard than to be the ruler over the greatest nation on earth. That's why David said in Psalm 1611, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I'm here to tell you today, God is so great. God is so good. God is so lovely. God is so holy. God is so perfect that time spent in his presence is better by a thousand times any time spent anywhere else. Better is one day in your presence than any amount of days anywhere else. That's why to have a better day, you have to pursue the right priorities so here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today what matters most is not how many days you live what matters most is how you live your days when you pursue the right priorities you will make every day a better day when you make god the focus of your life you'll have a better life the problem is most people don't believe that. Most people have not experienced this truth. See, man has a way that looks good to him, but those ways lead to death. Proverbs fourteen eleven to 12 says, The house of the wicked will be destroyed, hey! but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. And before every single one of us right now, there is a path that might look good to you, but it ends in death. You may think you know the best way to have a better life, but all the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. Man's ways lead to death and destruction. We can see this truth in the fact that most people think that the good life consists of constant pleasure satisfying the lust of the flesh. That's certainly what Dasani Williams thought. Dasani was a famous American Instagram model with over 600,000 followers. Hey, on social media, she was known as Taiga Booty. Her social media posts showed her enjoying the party life in Dubai, Phuket, and other exotic international locations. She was hired by rich men to be the life of the party and to take care of their friends. Dasani Williams filled her days with all the pleasure a young lady could ask for. Then last December 2021, Dasani visited Ghana, where I live. According to rumors, she was flown to Accra by an unknown Ghanaian billionaire. Her last post tagged Accra, Ghana as the location and was uploaded on December 7th, 2021. But her dead body was discovered in a secluded Accra hotel room later in the month. Dasani Williams lived a life filled with pleasure until she didn't. James 1.15 teaches us your desire grows inside you until it results in sin. Then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death because sin kills things. Sin kills relationships. Sin kills peace. Sin kills self-esteem. Sin makes a promise that sin can't keep. When sin wins, you lose. For Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. Maybe you're listening today and you think, well, I'm not seeking sin. I just want money. There's nothing wrong with money, right? After all, if I could just have more money, then every day would be a better day that's what Elizabeth Holmes thought. In 2003, she launched a health technology company called Theranos. The stock soared in value in 2015 after the company claimed to have revolutionized blood testing for medical purposes. Later that year, Forbes named Elizabeth Holmes the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire in America based on a $9 billion valuation of her company. Wow! But then the truth came out, and the bottom fell out. Theranos had not invented new blood testing technology. In her lust for money and fame, Elizabeth Holmes had lied and defrauded investors. And as quickly as the money and fame rolled in, it rolled out. Forbes has revised its estimate of Holmes' net worth to zero. Elizabeth Holmes was charged with fraud and is due to be sentenced this month. And in her story, we've all learned the truth found in Proverbs 23:5. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. So here's the first Beta day precept you need to pack up and take home with you. Choose the permanent over the pleasurable that's what we learn from the bible in 1st john 2:15 to 17 listen carefully don't love this evil world or the things in it if you love the world you do not have the love of the father in you This is all there is in the world, wanting to please our sinful selves. Wanting the sinful things we see and being too proud of what we have. But none of these things come from the Father. They come from the world and the world is passing away. And all the things that people want in the world are passing away. But whoever does what God wants will live forever. So let me ask you a question today. What priorities are you pursuing? Are you devoted to Jesus Christ? Are you as devoted to Christ as you used to be? What are your priorities? Are you seeking the permanent or are you seeking pleasure? Because to have a better day, you have to pursue the right priorities. Don't live for the temporary pleasures and riches of this life. Instead, live with your focus on your eternal relationship with God and that brings us to our second truth today to build a better day you have to partner with the right people Listen to what our text says next in verse 10. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. So David said he would rather serve in God's house and connect with God's people than live the good life connecting in the homes of the wicked. To build a better day, you have to partner with the right people. In other words, it's better to live in a kiosk in a poor neighborhood with Jesus than to live in a mansion with fighting and turmoil and disagreement and division. It's better to live a simple life with Jesus than a luxury life with evil people because a better house doesn't make a better day. That's why Proverbs 17:1 says, it is better to have nothing but a dry piece of bread to eat in peace than a whole house full of food with everyone arguing. You can't live the good life in the house of the unrighteous and maintain peace. In fact, the greatest obstacle to peace in most people's lives is other people. Relationships with other people are the greatest source of tension, stress, distress, and depression. Now, make no mistake. The fact is none of us can avoid sinners in this life. You're surrounded by sinners in the market, in the public transport, and maybe even at work. You may even live uh, among unbelievers in your family. You cannot avoid encountering wicked people, but you can avoid partnering with wicked people, when you maintain a separation in your heart and your mind. See, here's the problem with many people today. When you listen to unrighteous people, you end up with an unrighteous mindset. If your mind dwells on the world's view and the world's ideas and the world's wisdom, then you are dwelling in the homes of the unrighteous. And this is the danger today of social media. When you constantly focus on what's popular in the world, it distracts you from the truth. I'm not against social media, but we must be aware of the danger it poses to all of us. It can be used for good and for sharing the gospel, but it can also be a distraction and if you don't exercise self-control you can end up dwelling in the homes of the wicked by constantly filling your mind with the posts and opinions of ungodly people the fact is a lot of what you see on social media is an illusion and a mirage everybody works hard to make themselves look better on social media but appearances are deceiving Today, we are consumed with our image in the eyes of others. We want to make sure we meet up to what others have, what others do, and how others look. Image-driven people are always comparing themselves to others. But here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10-12. When people measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding and when you compare yourself to others, you're making a serious mistake. You won't build a better day when you're always on Facebook uh, trying to live up to somebody else's day. Everybody's life looks better on Facebook. They have more friends. They have more fun. They have more everything. Take this guy, for example. Here's Tale at the beach. This is his Facebook post. It looks awesome. Chale is chilling at the beach. Pass me another beer, dude. But here's the reality. Chale didn't snap the picture at the beach. This is Chale on a pile of sand at a construction site. And when you compare yourself to others, it puts you under pressure. This is the problem in the world today. We're living with the pressure to perform. So to keep up, we become imposters. We're seeking the perfect selfie. We take our value from the number of likes, shares, and comments we get on our Facebook post. Some of you guys are so desperate to portray a successful image, you snap a selfie, you post it on your Facebook page, you comment on your own selfie, and then you like your own comment. You get up in the morning and you check your Facebook page you still have one like and one comment and both of them are yours hey your life revolves around trying to impress other people but here's the problem people's opinions are like the wind they blow this way and that way they can change direction 10 times in an hour and if you're always trying to please people you will end up trapped and troubled for proverbs 29:25 says people are trapped by their fear of others. Those who trust the Lord are secure. The message Bible says it like this. The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. And when you become more concerned with what people think of you than what God thinks of you, you are in danger. When you're so consumed with pleasing people that you'll follow anything they do, you are lost. That's what we can learn from the true story of what happened one afternoon in Columbus, Ohio, USA. On the afternoon of March 26, 1913, a man dressed in a suit was seen running through downtown Columbus, Ohio. It was later discovered that he was running because he was late for an appointment. Then a young boy saw the man running, and the boy decided to run behind the man. Maybe the boy just wanted to see where the man was going in such a hurry. Maybe the boy was just in the mood to run, but when the boy started running after the man, other people started running too. They did not want to miss something excited, so people started running down the street. Then at 4.30 p.m., someone yelled, the dam has broken, the dam has broken. And all of a sudden, panic, hit the people of Columbus, Ohio. Hundreds of citizens poured out from their shops, their homes, their factories and offices, and started running. People panicked and ran down the street this way and that, fearing for their lives. They were running from the flood that would come from the dam that broke. But there was no flood. There was no broken dam. There was no need to fear. Nevertheless, hundreds of people ran through the streets of the city of Columbus, Ohio, fleeing out of fear from a false alarm. It's known in history as the afternoon of the great run. And it's a reminder to all of us, don't believe everything you see on social media. Don't listen to every story people tell. And most of all, stop living your life to please people. In other words, stop following the crowd to sin just so you'll fit in. You can build a better day when you stop trying to impress people and start living to please the Lord. Whether people like or Comment and share your picture on Facebook doesn't take away from how valuable you are to God. You're created in his image. God sees you, God knows you, and God loves you. And your image on social media makes no difference in the sight of God. People's opinions about you make no difference to your creator. Whether you're liked or you're not liked, whether you're followed or you're not followed, God will get you where he wants you. You can trust him to elevate your life to the place it should be, for it's not who follows you that matters, it's whom you follow. Are you devoted to Christ, or have you become connected to the wrong people? Are you spending more and more of your time engaging in the thought patterns, the opinions, and the social media platforms of the world around you? Or does your mind dwell on the things of God? Do you hunger for the Lord, or are you hungry for the things of this world and the people this world promotes? So here's the second day precept. You need to pack up and take home with you. Choose peace over popularity. For in God's presence there is peace. Jesus said in John 16:33, "I have told you this so that you will have peace by being united to me. And when you unite with Christ and live in his presence, you are guaranteed peace. For peace is not based on the value of your currency. Peace is not based on the economic conditions of your nation. Peace is not based on inflation or popularity. Peace comes from partnering with Jesus. And until you make peace with who you are, you'll never be content with what you have. But when you dwell in God's house, you'll be complete. For Colossians 2.10 says, so you also are complete through your union with Christ. Devote yourself to Jesus and you'll be free from the pressure to perform. You'll be free from the struggle to keep up with other people. You'll be at peace. You'll be content and you will experience A better day. And that brings us to our third truth. Position yourself in God's presence. Our text says a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. Simply put, a better day is a day spent practicing the presence of God. You see, what does it mean when David said, uh, the Lord is our sun? Well, the sun is the marker of the day. A day begins when the sun rises, and a day ends when the sun sets. So when you say that God is our sun, it means he's the measure of every day. A full day is a day spent in the presence of the Lord. You rise in his presence, you live in his presence, and you end the day in his presence. So here's your better day precept number three. Practice the presence of God. And the good news is every single one of us can do that. You and I can always, every day, practice God's presence. First of all, we simply need to keep in constant communication with God. For 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Never stop praying. And all through the day, we can communicate with God. We can keep in constant communication, praying, lifting up our voices to him, lifting up our thoughts to him, turning our hearts to him. Just like you keep in constant communication with your friends on Facebook or with text messages, you can continually communicate with God all day long, ongoing, throughout the day, keep communicating with God. And when you do that, you will keep in step with God. For Galatians 5.25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And that simply means that you talk to God and he talks to you throughout the day. When you face a decision, you turn to him and ask for his wisdom and he will speak to you. Follow his voice and let God lead you. You can bring every decision every day to the Lord, whether it's work or romance or spiritual or financial. Involve God in every detail of your life. Keep in step with the Spirit. Don't separate the secular from the sacred. And then don't forget to keep short accounts with God. For 1 John 1, 7 and 9 says, But if we live in the light just as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from every sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So friends, keep in constant communication with God. Keep in step with God and keep short accounts with God. If you fall short, don't let time go by without asking God to forgive you. If you forget to include God in your day, don't keep going on without him. Confess your sin. Ask God to forgive you and come back to the Lord. For a better day is not based on what you accomplish. A better day is not based on your performance. A better day is based on your position in Christ. Every day is a better day when you maintain your position in the presence of God. You can get to the end of every day and look back and say, this was a great day when you know that you've stayed in his presence. And the amazing truth is this, when you do abide in God's presence, you will accomplish more. You will produce lasting results in life when you practice the presence of God. For Jesus said in John 154 5 remain in me and I will remain in you. A branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Our position in Christ is what produces lasting fruit in our lives. So let me ask you a question today. Where are you positioned when you position yourself in the arms of the almighty you are sheltered from the storms of life when you position yourself in the name of the lord he is a strong tower and you are safe and every day will be a better day when you practice the presence of god that's why in psalm 63 1-3 david wrote oh god You are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Oh, your unfailing love. Your unfailing love is better, better than life itself. How I praise you. And I'm here to declare to you, God's love is better than life. Living in his presence results in a better day and a better life. In a famous art gallery in Germany, there's a painting by a German painter named Adolf Menzel. When Adolf Menzel started this painting, his purpose was to paint a portrait of the king of Prussia, Frederick the Great. Menzel decided that since the king was the focus of the painting, he would place him squarely in the center of the picture. But he also decided to paint the king last. He wanted to save his best work for last. So Menzel painted the background first. He painted generals standing around the king. He painted horses and trees and birds and all the other parts of the background. The scenery was completed. He left the king until last. All he did was take a pencil and draw the outline of where King Frederick should appear. But there was only one problem. Menzel died before he finished the painting. And if you go to Germany today, to that very art gallery, you'll see a painting with a beautiful background, with generals and horses and trees, but only a blank space in the middle where the king was supposed to be. Sadly, that's how many of us are living our lives. We live with the wrong priorities. We focus our attention and efforts on everything else, but we leave out the King of Kings. Many Christians come to the end of life without ever having put Christ into his proper place at the center of life. But if you will focus on Jesus first, he will fill in the background details for you. If you will pursue the right priority and partner with Jesus, then you will find meaning and purpose in life. See, if you'll get in the presence of your Heavenly Father, it will change everything. In His presence is joy. In His presence is peace. In His presence is love. In His presence is grace. In His presence is victory. In His presence is purpose. In His presence is security. In His presence is everything good thing you could ever want or need. That's why our scripture text for today says the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord, the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. And this day is a better day When you make this day the day of devotion. And the good news is that anyone, all of us, can experience the presence of God. Any one of us can find him and embrace him and be received into his love. Anyone from any place, from any background, can know God and be loved by him. For he is here, all around us. He's here waiting to embrace you. He's in your room, in your presence now, waiting to give you life. So this day, make the right choices. Choose the right priorities. Practice the presence of God. Devote yourself to Him, and you will make this day and every day a better day. For this is the day. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up each and everyone watching and listening today. I pray the power of your Holy Spirit will come inside every heart. Give us a greater hunger for you. Give us a greater desire for you. Give us a greater urgency to seek you. Lord, help us to pursue the right priorities. Help us, Lord, do not chase after the pleasures that are momentary or the priorities that are misguided. Help us not to chase after the riches that flee away, but chase after the things that are permanent, not the pleasurable. And help us today to partner with the right people, disengage us and liberate us and break us free from connections with people that will pull us down and turn us away from you. Help us to realize, Lord, that Our connection with you is the only thing that truly matters. Help us to partner with Jesus every day by practicing your presence, by keeping in constant communication with you, by keeping in step with the Spirit, by keeping short accounts. Come and revive us. Come and renew us. Come and help us to devote our lives to you that this day will be a better day. We thank you by faith. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we will like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.